Well, it's, it's so simple to spend less than you earn and invest shrewdly and avoid toxic people and toxic activities and try and keep learning all your life, et cetera, et cetera, and do a lot of deferred gratification because you prefer life that way. And if, if you do all those things, you are almost certain to succeed. And if you don't, you're going to need a lot of luck, a lot of luck. It's one small step for man. Lift off. We have a For me, to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they I are I have hard. a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Welcome back to the Super You Podcast. This is the podcast designed to unlock and unleash your inner superpower. I'm Jake with Equal Man Studios. On Tuesday, Charlie Munger, longtime friend and business partner of Warren Buffett, died at 99 years old. Today, we're celebrating his life and career by sharing seven super Charlie Munger tips with you all. In this podcast, you'll hear Munger discuss continuous learning, avoiding toxic people, he shares his investment checklist, lessons we can learn from Mozart, and the first rule to living a happy life. Thank you for tuning in to today's Super You podcast. We hope you enjoy. Here's an apocryphal story that is very instructive. A young man comes to visit Mozart. And he says, Mozart, he says, I want to write symphonies. And Mozart says, how old are you? And the man says, I'm 23. And Mozart says, you're too young to write symphonies. And he says, but Mozart, he says, you were writing symphonies when you were 10 years old. And Mozart says, yes, but I wasn't asking other people how to do it. Now there's another Mozart story. Here's the greatest musical talent maybe that ever lived. And what was his life like? Well, he was bitterly unhappy and he died young. That's the life of Mozart. What the hell did Mozart do to screw it up? To make himself, well, he did two things that are guaranteed to create a lot of misery. He overspent his income scrupulously. That's number one, that is really stupid. And the other thing was he was full of jealousies and resentments. If you'll spend, overspend your income and be full of jealousy and resentments, you can have a lousy, unhappy life and die young. All you've got to do is learn from Mozart. You can also learn from that young man who was asking Mozart how to write symphony. The truth of the matter is that not everybody can learn everything. Some people are way the hell better. And of course, no matter how hard you try, there's always some guy that achieves more, some guy or gal. And the answer is, so what? Do it. Does any of us need to be the very top of the whole world? It's ridiculous. The re- 
reason it's been successful is we try and buy things that aren't going to require much managerial talent at headquarters. Everybody else thinks they've got a lot of managerial talent at headquarters. And that's a lot of hubris. If the business is lousy enough, it gets a wonderful manager. The business has a lousy reputation and the manager has a good reputation. It's the reputation of the business that's going to remain intact. You can't fix these really lousy businesses. You can wring the money out, whatever comes in a liquidation, and do something else with it. But most lousy businesses can't be fixed. Coming to business, not as business school graduates, but as people who would own portfolios of securities, hmm. we thought like capitalists because we were always in shelter mindset. And a lot of people running the businesses think like careerists. And believe me, you got to think like a careerist to some extent if you're in a career. But it also helps to look at the business strategy problems as though you're an owner. And so my advice to you is you, you don't want to be never get to be a career so much you don't see it from the owner's point of view. Well, it's, it's so simple to spend less than you earn and invest shrewdly and avoid toxic people and toxic activities and try and keep learning all your life, et cetera, et cetera and do a lot of deferred gratification because you prefer life that way. And if, if you do all those things, you are almost certain to succeed. And if you don't, you're gonna need a lot of luck, a lot of luck. And you don't wanna need a lot of luck. You wanna go into a game where you're very likely to win without having any unusual luck. The, the toxic people, who are trying to fool you or lie to you, who aren't reliable in meeting their commitments. The great lesson of life is get them the hell out of your life and do it fast. We have to deal in things that we're capable of understanding. And then once we're over that filter, we have to have a business with some intrinsic characteristics that give it a durable competitive advantage. And then, of course, we would vastly prefer a management in place with a lot of integrity and talent. And finally, no matter how wonderful it is, it's not worth an infinite price. So we have to have a price that makes sense. And gives a margin of safety considering the natural vicissitudes of life. That's a very simple set of ideas. And the reason that our ideas have not spread faster is they're too simple. The professional classes can't justify their existence if that's all they have to say. I mean, it's all so obvious and so simple. What would they have to do with the rest of the semester? Without Warren Buffett being a learning machine, continuous learning machine, the record would have been absolutely impossible. The same is true at lower walks of life. I constantly see people rise in life who were not the smartest, sometimes not even the most diligent, but they are learning machines. They go to bed 
every night a little wiser than they were when they got up. And boy, does that habit help, particularly when you have a long uh, run ahead of you. Alfred North Whitehead said at one time that the rapid advance of civilization came only when man invented the method of invention. And of course, he was referring to the huge growth in GB, GDP per capita and all the other good things that we now take for granted, which happened just started a few hundred years ago, and when before that, all was stasis. If civilization can progress only when it invents the method of invention, you can progress only when you learn the method of learning. I was very lucky. I came to law school having learned the method of learning. And, uh, and nothing has served me better in my long life than continuous learning. You take the modern world where people are trying to teach you how to come in and trade actively in stocks. Well, I regard that as roughly equivalent to trying to induce a bunch of young people to start off on heroin. It is really stupid. And when you're already rich, to make your money by encouraging people to get rich by trading, and then there are people on the TV, another wonderful place. And they say, I have this book that will teach you how to make 300% a year. And all you have to do is pay for shipping, and I will mail it <laughs> to you. How likely is it that a person who had suddenly found a way to make 300% a year would be trying to sell books on the internet <laughs> to you? <laughs> but they mislead you on purpose. And, and I get tired of it. Let me tell you another story that I think is an interesting one about the modern life. And this man has this wonderful horse. And it's just a marvelous horse. It's got an easy gait and good looking and everything. It just works wonderfully but also occasionally just gets so he's dangerous and vicious and causes enormous damage and trouble and breaks arms and legs for his rider and so on. And he goes to the vet and say, what can I do about this horse? And the vet says, that's a very easy problem and I'm glad to help you. He says, what should I do? And the man says, the next time your horse is behaving well, sell it. <laughs> Think of how immoral that is. And by and large, Warren and I, we never tried to make money out of dumb buyers. We tried to make money by buying. And if we were selling horse shit, we didn't want to pretend it was a cure for arthritis. A happy life is very simple. The first rule of a happy life is low expectations. That's one you can easily arrange. And if you have unrealistic expectations, you're gonna be miserable all your life. And so, and I was good at having low expectations and, and, and that helped me. And, and also if when you get reverses, if you just suck it in and cope, that helps if you don't just fretfully stew yourself into a lot of misery and then if they, there are certain behavioral rules, uh, it, some of them 
You know, Rose Blumkin had quite an effect on the Berkshire culture. And she had such a, she created a business with like 500 depression dollars that became a huge business. You know what her mottos were? Always tell the truth and never lie to anybody about anything. And those are pretty good rules and they're pretty simple. And a lot of the good rules of life are like that. They're just very simple. So thanks again for listening to today's Super You podcast. Again, it's a podcast designed to unlock and unleash your inner superpower. And if you want to pay it forward, make sure you go post a review for the Super You podcast because what that will do, it'll allow others that aren't familiar with our podcast to discover it. And hopefully that allows them to unlock and unleash their inner superpower. So that's it for today's show. I'm your host, Equal Man, reminding all of us, it's not what we take from the world, it is what we leave behind. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Super, 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 super you. Oh, yeah.